0: Do you like making money? Are you a sports junkie? Do you wanna bet on sports but need some help? Well, you're in luck. It's time to
1: make some moolah. This is In The Green with Sharon May. Welcome, one. Welcome all to In the Green on the Believe Podcast Network. It is another Saturday showdown time. I'm your host, Jaron May, and now I'm joined by a good friend of mine, Tim Nolan, to break down this week's slate of the college football games. And boy, do we have some good ones, Tim. Thanks so much for taking the time. How you feeling going into this week with your uh, your betting skills and and readiness? Hardly
0: call it skills at this point, but Jaron, again, I really appreciate you reaching out, and having me on. It's so great to see what you've been doing down in Florida. And uh, let's hope that we leave this weekend not only more successful, but a little more money in our pockets.
1: Yeah. Well, you've been having some success at the college level. Check out his Twitter, at um, T Nolan, right? Am I right?
0: Yeah. So, so I own my own Twitter. I try and dissociate myself a little bit from okay. the the bad poison gambling right. but i do have the the 55 podcast and i just put my picks out on there and i'll typically retweet them from my own twitter but yeah no 17 8 and 2 heading into this weekend so it'll be you like uh, that it'll be nice
1: you like that we only bring in the hard hitters right here on the in the green podcast all right let's hop right in let's go to our big games of the week
0: welcome to good burger home of the good burger can i take your order yeah. Can I please have the big games of the week?
1: All right, big games time. We are going to start with, we have three ranked matchups, but we're going to start with, I think, probably the most enticing. And it's an SEC battle between number 10 Arkansas and number 23 Texas AM. It's a close line. Two and a half in favor of the Aggies. Total set at 50 and a half. Where do you lean for this one?
0: So this is a tough one considering how much the line has moved. I ended up getting this at one and a half for Texas A&M. I still think there's value in it at two and a half. I just think that the rate at which Arkansas moves the ball sets up A&M nicely to win this game by three or more points. It's going to be a real kicker if you get to a one-point Arkansas lead late in College Station and Jimbo Fisher's group starts driving. But I really think that after that loss two weeks ago to Appalachian State, A&M turned it around a big way. They could have rolled over against Miami and they turned it around big time. And I think they keep it going. I just don't think that... Arkansas's offense can move it down the field enough if AM takes an early lead. I mean, Jefferson's back at quarterback, but no more Traylon Burks. And that offense just does not move the way that it did last season. You saw it happening at Cincinnati. They sweep one out. And I think that on the road this time, Aggies take
1: it. Okay. All right. I was a little afraid of picking a winner in this one, to be honest. I think they are very even. I think Arkansas, I would give Arkansas the edge, but being at being on the road, Texas A&M at home, uh, kind of needing a win, Arkansas kind of coasting right now. This could be a look-ahead game for them. I don't really want to pick a side. I will pick the total, however, and I'm going to go over 50.5, although I think that – Uh, You say Arkansas's offense might not be able to stick around with Texas A&M's defense. And yes, the Aggies defense is one of the best in the country. I think they've only allowed like 24 points throughout this entire season. When you look at this matchup statistically and historically of the last 13 matchups, these two teams have played 10 of them have gone over this line of 50 and a half. And most of them are touching the sixties and even 60 plus So I like the over in this one. One other part of it that I really like is 87% of the tickets coming in in uh, Vegas right now on the under. You like to fade the public. I'm going to do that. I'll take the over of 50 and a half. I wouldn't go much higher than that, though. Maybe 51. I don't think I would even play 51 and a half just because I think it is really close to that line. I was looking at it earlier in the week, uh, and it it was down at 48 and a half, so it's obviously moving quite a bit. I'd probably hold out a little bit, wait for the closing line. I don't think it's going to go any higher than this, but I do think you might see a little regression down to maybe 49 and a half, and I would absolutely jump on that all right that's our big game number one let's go to our big game number two and it is another sec battle number 20 florida visiting number 11 tennessee on rocky top uh the Vols, 10 and a half point favorites total set at 62 and a half what say you
0: jaron i loved your little caveat that you had here where i i don't have to and people are going to hate me for taking this but i'll make it up to you a little later on in this show okay I don't feel as comfortable with riding with Tennessee minus 10 and a half. I know they're perfect against the spread this year. Yep. You got Florida coming into kneeling and you feel like this is the year that the Vols finally say the hell with the SEC beating down on us. We've got a good year going. I mean, this team has been relevant since Darian Foster and Peyton Manning, but you think that this is finally the year that Tennessee can get it going Ten and a half, It's a lot that hook especially really, really throws you because if you, if you are at 10 I have a lot more confidence knowing that you might be able to push, in Knoxville, but I don't know. I still like the Vols in this matchup, and I'm going to ride with Tennessee. I just do not have enough confidence as of right now to throw it on them half Even though, again, they're three and zero against the spread this season. They're at home. A lot of things in their favor, and I think. As you'll see from another pick later on, I think the whole state of Utah is just bad at football. I know Florida had that big win over them in Gainesville. Hey, Utah is terrible. BYU, Utah, abysmal. And so that Florida win really, I think that inflated them a bit. I, I still think Tennessee is the better team in this matchup.
1: So you're taking their money line?
0: Yes, yes. Okay. And that, Actually, is, uh, that is at a crisp, oh boy. So yeah, that's a that, lot that's of death. juice. Yeah, so that's uh, minus 385. But again, you, you want to make value on that. You're going to pair it up with another money line. That I'll give you later on. The show. Okay.
1: All right. I like that. We'll, we'll, we'll hold off on that one. Uh, I am going to kind of match you here because I also think 10 and a half, I think Tennessee is the better team. Let's just get that out there. I think 10 and a half is way too steep, especially between two sec schools that are not scrubs. Like these are two good teams. This should be a competitive game. So, I don't want to. I don't want to go ten and a half, but I do want to take Tennessee money line. So I'm going to go a same game parlay. I'm going Tennessee money line plus the under of sixty two and a half. If you put those together, it is plus one thirteen. You got uh, you got positive odds there. Let me go through it. First off, Tennessee is the better team uh, and they'll probably cover this. But again, I'm a little afraid. Florida is 0-8 against the spread in its last eight road games. Tennessee is 4-1 and against the spread in its last five games in September. And as you said, they're perfect against the spread so far this season. One of like six or seven teams that is and 3-0 against the spread so far. So that handles the money line. I think Tennessee wins this game, especially on their own home turf. When it goes to the total, Florida has gone under its total in four of its last six games and Tennessee isn't going to get to 65 and a half by itself. So Florida's offense, I think after that Utah game and even during the Utah game, it's not like they put up crazy numbers. They just outwilled the the Utes in that one. I don't think that they're going to put up crazy numbers. I think Tennessee's offense is better and could put up in the thirties, but I don't think Florida will match them. And if we go back in time again, Florida and Tennessee, have only surpassed this total twice in its last 14 meetings. And they're averaging just 48 points per game during that stretch. That is a whole 14 points, two touchdowns below the total set for this Saturday. So I like the under. Uh, I think a lot of people are overinflating these offenses. I think the defenses will show up enough to hold it to a really high to, to hold it under a really high total right now 62 and a half yes it's college football but that is a lot so I'll go same game parlay Tennessee money line under 62 and a half for plus 113 that's how you find odds right there all right here we go let's go to the ACC for our final big game of the week we got number 9 Clemson versus number 21 Wake Forest a lot of different conversations that we can have here but Clemson seven and a half point favorites, 55 and a half. The total. What do you like?
0: I'm going to hand it to you, Jan believe had something going. They figured out that you got every other history covered against a yeah, straight cover. I do
1: my research. You're
0: you're on top of it so far. I'm a little bit more of a, of a gut check guy. It's been working okay. out so far. So I'm going to, I'm going to roll the dice once again. I think Clemson just overpowers Wake Forest in this game. I do. I like Clemson minus seven and a half. That's what the line's at right now on fan duel. Uh, a lot of factors going into this game. DJ, DJ Uyunglele has been hearing, "You're garbage. You're not. You know, you're not the Clemson quarterbacks of old, and this offense can't move the football." Defensive end. This defense has been hearing that, "Hey, now that Brett Venable's gone, that you guys cannot stop the ball. You guys can't stop a Heisman candidate and Sam Hartman the way the past Clemson defenses could." It has been constant negativity. The Tigers do not belong in the playoff chase right about now. I think they take all that out right now. I think it's too early in the season two for this to be a look-ahead game for a top five team like Clemson. You know what Wake Forest is going to bring and that defense for the Deeks. It's just not what it was from mm-hmm. seasons ago. I mean, Boogie Basham's two years out. He lost another great edge rusher last season. So this Wake team is, I do not think they have enough firepower to stay within 10 points of Clemson, especially with all those other extra motivations. I mean, also, yeah, the unfortunate story of Brian Brisee's sister finally passing. You got to imagine that with him coming back for his first game, every single brother in arms in the purple and orange is going to make sure that they punish the Deacons in this game on the road. I really like Clemson in this game.
1: I like like that pick. I'm going to kind of match you, but again, find a different bet so that we're not lining up the same. I also do think that hook – you know, maybe if the Demon Deacon scored like a, maybe it's a backdoor cover type of thing. I just don't like playing seven and a half lines. Don't get me but, started on
0: backdoor covers.
1: <laughs> I know you had some pain this past Thursday. Um, all right, let me, let me, I, I'm going to, I'm going to match you, but again, I'm changing it up a little bit. I'm going Clemson team total. Over 31 and a half at minus 115. Tigers have gone over this line in every single game this so far this season. They obviously haven't played as talented of a team as Wake Forest, but still, the Demon Deacons defense is horrible. They just gave up 36 to Liberty, that doesn't have Malik Willis and is a shell of itself. Uh, they also gave up 25 to Vanderbilt. I don't think I need to say much else. It's Vanderbilt. Uh, and then Clemson has gone over 31 and a half in nine of its last 10 matchups between Clemson and Wake Forest. They always put up numbers against the Demon Deacons. I don't think their defense will be able to shut them down. And this Clemson offense, like you said, has a lot of motivating factors to put up a really good game, especially because, although, yes, this is not you know wake forest is not even a top 10 team i do think this could be a statement win for clemson because there are a lot of haters saying you're not the clemson of the past like you guys aren't a national championship contending clemson team i think that they come out and roll wake forest and i think they put up a lot of points so i'll take the team total over 31 and a half at minus 115 boom those are big games of the week let's move on to our plays of the day Let's put our money where our mouth is. It's time for our Plays of the Day. All right, Plays of the Day time. Uh, I got two, you got two. I'm going to let you go first. What do you like?
0: Thank you, sir. Uh, First play of the day, love the Pirates against Navy. First, uh, they called the Power Six Conference, the American. Pirates taking all the midshipmen. Love the troops, but they're getting overrun and raided in this game. I think that... ECU. I mean, you watch them play against NC State. They held them to a 21-20. The defense is for real, and I think this offense also can push the football. I, I think a lot of people are straying away from that game only because you got the little hook in there at 16 and a half as of right now. I think going off of the last I checked on Fanduel, that's a little bit of hesitation. Also, I think it's an option offense. Navy is going to hold on to the football. It's the way they typically do. I think the defense for the pirates is good enough that they're going to wipe Navy off the field and just keep the offense rolling. I think they take care of business. Your pick right now for 16 and a half is going to be looking real good around halftime. You're going to feel even better towards the end of this game. I have a lot of faith in East Carolina for my first pick and my second pick of the day. So I got the Penn State shirt on. We, we're not going to be going with the Nittany Lions. I nearly had a heart attack rooting for Syracuse last week in that minus one and a half game. It was a lot of emotions going on with the alma mater. So we're going to stay away from our teams for this week. I will stay in the Big Ten though. Why do I bring up the Penn State? Well, I feel like it's a rite of passage. A little anecdote for you yesterday doing a, doing a game and uh, there's a parent wearing Ohio State hat and we went back and forth about hey you know, like Ohio State I like Penn State and they ask you oh what do you think Are Michigan going to beat you again this year and they go. No way. Why do I bring that up? Well, it's a rite of passage in the Big Ten for the team that thinks they can beat Ohio State but doesn't to roll Maryland. It's what Penn State does every other season. They demolish them. Michigan pummeled the Terps last year. I think they blew them off the field in the first half. They're putting the JVs in in the third quarter. It was it was an absolute blowout. Michigan ends up beating them last year. I think this year they go. We're for real. No Aiden Hutchinson. Doesn't matter. Blake Corum's going to run for 200 yards, four scores. I think the Wolverines obliterate the Terps, and that'll be my second pick that's going to make you money. Right now, what, minus 17? So I get it. We're riding with some heavy favorites in this one between the Pirates and the uh, the, the Wolverines, but I like them. I like them a lot, and I think those picks are going to win you some money.
1: Some cojones on you this week. I love that. Yeah. Uh, hey, this is actually... The second, it's week three of the college, no, week four of the college football slates. Uh, two out of those four weeks, and I've only done a podcast for three of them because I, I took last weekend off, went to LSU. It was a sick experience. Um, so three out of the four pod, or no, sorry, two out of the three podcasts that I've done for the college football slate, two of them have included ECU. So I think this is kind of just an easy. So you
0: mentioned those teams, the, uh, the six that are perfect against the spread.
1: I believe
0: you is in there. Also, you got South Alabama. We were talking about that. I don't trust them against Louisiana tech. Last good thing, Louisiana tech did was fumble the ball 95 yards back to their own (laughs) five. And I think Vegas knows that too. They're going to try and trap us at minus 13 and a half and another school, Penn state perfect against the spread. I honestly think they could cover against it. I do too. It's minus 27 and a half right about now but PSUs always do for that one out of conference game that's like a, a gross 28 to 7 win so i'm i, I stuck with michigan on this yeah term.
1: no i i thought about penn state but i didn't go with them i got two plays of the day i'm going to start off by matching you maryland michigan i'm not taking the spread but i'm taking that game and i'm taking the over of 64 and a half you have to i mean michigan is first in the fbs with 55 points per game 55 points per game wow. if they hit that they only they only need Maryland to contribute 9 and then Maryland's offense is 18th with 40 points per game both of these offenses go crazy and yes Michigan has a really good defense but i think this becomes an offensive shootout i think both teams are comfortable with that because they're both very confident in their offenses and i think Michigan goes up Early in this one, which means Maryland has to throw the ball, has to try to move it. This is not going to be a slow-paced game. I think this is going to be a run and gun. I think this is an easy over of 64.5. I think that this line should be even higher, but for some reason, Vegas is giving us 64.5, and I will slap that all day. I love that as my first play of the day. My second play of the day, Rock Chalk J. Hawk, baby. Kansas is good at football. Who would have thought that? I mean, this is Duke versus Kansas. The line is set, I think at seven and a half. That sounds like a basketball line right there. That sounds like, oh yeah, seven and a half. Oh, that's going to be a really hard game to pick. Who's going to win? Duke, Kansas. You probably go Duke. This time, I'm going Kansas, and I'm not even taking the normal line. I'm going alt-line minus 9.5 for Kansas at plus 110. I'm getting to you plus odds because I think think the Jayhawks win this by at least a touchdown and a field goal. They are the better team. Let me just go through this. Duke's 3-0 record looks better than it actually is. They beat North Carolina A&M. They beat Northwestern, and they beat Temple. None of those teams – are imposing. None of them scare me. On the other side, Kansas, still 3-0. They've beaten real teams. They've beaten Houston and West Virginia. West Virginia just demolished Virginia Tech on Thursday night. Houston is a top 25 team. I don't think that they should be in there, but they are. You have two really solid wins on your resume. Duke's resume is not that good. I think they are inflated. I think their 3-0 record is going to be demolished once they hit conference play. I don't think they're even going to make a bolt Jayhawks have the better offense. They're scoring 50 points per game. I think the Jayhawks win this one by at least 10 points. Go grab the alt line, however confident you feel. If you want to take the normal line, you can grab it at 7.5 and you can pay some juice. If you are very confident, like myself, you can grab an alt line at eight and a half, nine and a half, ten and a half, whatever you like. I like 9.5. Give me a touchdown and a field goal at plus 110 for Kansas. Thoughts? Look, I had that. I, I like no, no. The,
0: lo- the <laughs> logic, the logic is sound. And I looked at that too because, like you mentioned, Michigan's offense is the best in the country, and right behind them is Kansas. I feel yeah. like lo- I feel like we're in March all of a sudden. I mean, right? like, with the way that Carolina's moving the football, and Kansas, Michigan. My only hesitation is that it's Kansas football. They've I know, but make, it's also. They've got so many folks coming from far and wide in that state that I can't even probably place on a map between Texas and Minnesota. But yet, I feel like they're just ready to be disappointed.
1: (laughs) I like (laughs) it. You ready? Hold on, hold on. It's Duke on the other side. It's Duke football. This is not Duke basketball. Do you know how bad Duke football is? They're horrible.
0: can't slander Duke for we actually. I'm, I've, got, I've got a kid who's committed a Duke that I'm calling tonight, Desmond Aladuga at DN. It's a hop in for bet, recruiting. I bet he's here.
1: horrible. I bet he's, I bet he's trash. <laughs> I bet he's great for the high school level, but once he gets to college, he chose a horrible school. Yes, it's Kansas football. I get that. I get that. But I think they've turned a corner, maybe only for the preseason or maybe only for the non conference slate. But Duke, Kansas, both uh, historically bad football programs. I'm going to go with the one that's a little better this year. I rock shock Jayhawk. I love it. I love it. All right. Those are our plays of the day. Let's move on to our daily dog. (coughs) Daily dog time. This is where we have to pick a plus odds play. I'm going to take a money line. I think you also have a money line as well. I got a juicy one, so I'll keep it to the ends and I'll give you the floor. What is your daily dog?
0: So that little parlay I was talking to you about, about taking yeah, the it minus minute. money line with, with the balls and pairing up with somebody else. We're going to have the cats and dogs playing nice for a night. We're going to have Tennessee money line minus minus thirty eighty five, And you're going to pair that up with plus 205. That is Washington state. Bo Nicks can't get it done on the road. It's not happening in Pullman. Another thing I liked about this game, you, know, you got to pick a dog. Another thing I liked about this game is you know, Mike Leach is gone. Mario Cristobal is gone. This is a game that typically you see a ton of offense. I think this year it is going to be gross football. in Probably going to get some rain up there. It is going to, it's going to be disgusting. And I think that Bonex is probably going to throw no fewer than three interceptions in that game. I love the way the Wazoo's defense showed out against Wisconsin, pulled out a huge win in Madison. Now back at their own place. I really like the value on Wazoo against an Oregon team said earlier. I thought Utah was garbage at football. I didn't like the Utes. I didn't like BYU. Oregon rolled them last last week, right? Bo Nix, he looked like Peyton in that game. He's not going to happen two weeks in a row. I think Nix is his typical regression game. And I think that Cougars defense pounces and does enough to pull out the upset. See a late field goal with like 20 seconds left to cap it. And all those folks that Garden Minshew's alma mater are going to go nuts and go crazy all the way into three in the morning on a Sunday up in Washington State.
1: I like that. I honestly like that because I think Bo Nix is a con artist. I wow. think I've been I've been saying that for a while. I think he was way overhyped at Auburn. When he goes to Oregon, he. But, but Jaron, the
0: pictures with Cam Newton.
1: Don't care, don't care. I, I mean, he flopped against Georgia. Yes, it's Georgia. I get it, but I I don't think he's as good as a lot of people say he is. I like that. I, I'll, I'll ride with Wazoo. I'll sprinkle a little bit on that. I love plus 200 odds, whatever it was. Um, I'm also going to go plus 200 odds. And I'm going to take James Madison on the money line against App States. Yeah, and it actually kind of hurts me because I really like App State this year. They have been one of the coolest teams to follow. You know, App State is coming off a shootout against UNC, which they almost won in week one. They upset Texas A&M in week two. They had a last-second heave Hail Mary miracle against Troy this past week. I know that they have a lot of hype around them, and it's really fun. They just hosted game day. Like, this is a fun team to watch. I enjoy watching them. However, when you have three back-to-back-to-back really emotional games, sometimes that drains you and sometimes you get really high and you think you're better than you actually are and you might get knocked down at some point. And I think this is a good spot for JMU to knock them down a little bit because James Madison was an FCS team last season. I get that. They've made the jump to the FBS. When teams do that, they usually don't handle it really well. They've actually done it pretty nicely. The Dukes have put up 44 and 63 points so far this season. Yeah, they're not playing as good of competition as App State, but they are still scoring at will. They've also only allowed a touchdown in each of those games, 14 points across two games, seven touchdowns in each contest. I think JMU is a really underrated team, and I think they are a program on the rise that, although they just got to the FBS, I think they will be in bowl games in the very near future. Very near future, if not this season. I don't want to go out on a limb and say that that's a definite, but I like the odds if it's at plus 220 and you sprinkle a little bit, you don't have to put a a full unit on it. If you want to put a half, you'll get a unit back. I like it. I, I I think it's a, a possibility. And even with App State being at home, it doesn't really scare me. I think this is a closer line, a closer matchup than the line actually shows because I think it's App State by a touchdown or something like that. So I like the value. I'll take James Madison. There you go. Those are our plays of the week. Daily Dog plays of the day, uh, our big games of the week, of course. Final thoughts, what do you like? What do you don't like? actually, here, I'll start with this one. What is your like game to watch this weekend? What are you keying in on?
0: Game to watch. I like the the one we started with, honestly. I think that okay. A&M and, and Arkansas. Yeah. I think those are two SEC teams that kind of got something to prove. I also like that we got two big games this week where it's the, the, I guess the second tier, if you will, of the SEC. There's Alabama, there's Georgia, and everybody else is duking it out below them. I also think – I love Will Levis. I never wanted him to leave Happy Valley. I thought that he would have been the, the perfect successor to Trace McSorley, at quarterback. And he's now doing some incredible things with Kentucky. I think they're going to cover in their game against Youngstown State. They're, I think right now, Vandal's got him at 26 and a half. I really like Kentucky. I think they'll have no trouble with the Penguins. But, you know, you have that second tier. It's Kentucky, it's, it's Tennessee. Florida's fighting to be in that range. AM and started in that realm before the App State loss. And then you got Arkansas, so I think you got four teams with a lot to prove going up against each other. It's going to make for some exciting football. While I wish that the ACC would have the same kind of excitement with that Clemson Wake game, I just don't see it being that close. I see Clemson taking that one by at least two scores. I love the pick that you had because the the dog pick with JMU because every game in Boone has been it's been enthralling. Yeah. Came down to an onside kick, a hail mary, and the one time they left town, they upset the number six team in the land. So, hey, this this is a fantastic game that I think will be fun to watch. The only, I guess, kicker it's gonna be on ESPN plus. You can't watch it. You have to watch the game cast. It'll freeze halfway through. Next thing you know, the Dukes could either be up ten or App State could be just running it down the field. So, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see. That's yeah, actually no, that's ridiculous.
1: I didn't know that. I had no idea. That is that is. I mean, I guess I get it because JMU probably doesn't have the biggest fan base and there's, there's other games that people do want to watch. But like App State's, coming, App State's a team that people want to watch this season. I thought that would at least make ESPN news or something like that. That's a little ridiculous. I'll say a couple games that I'm really interested. If you like offense, I think Maryland-Michigan is your game to watch. I think Duke-Kansas is going to be hilarious. I I just love that storyline, That the fact that both of these teams are 3-0. I I think that's so funny. Um, I also think an underrated team or or underrated game. I was just looking at it. Um, Oh, yeah, UMass Temple. Who doesn't want to watch that one? Yeah. I'm just going to blindly ask you this one. It's UMass, Temple, Temple, the Owls favored nine and a half. What would you do? I'm not going to put this on your card. No one tail this, but just like off the top of your head, Temple, nine and a half.
0: Yeah, I think it's a cardinal sin these days if you take a T, if you take a UMass or a UConn as a dog. I think anyone from our neck of the woods, Connecticut, Massachusetts, knows that. Which is why I even considered as one of my free UMass
1: picks. is coming off a win.
0: Yeah, and the blind squirrel gets an acorn every once in a yeah, while. So that's true. <laughs> we shall see. I mean, I know Yukon just got the doors blown off him by by Michigan. I, I rode that Michigan minus 47 and a half, easiest bet I've ever made. I think it hit halftime. <laughs> it was, it was just it was, a, it was brutal. Had McNamara back in there. He stinks. He's a terrible quarterback. So I I, I think that this this week looking at UConn going to NC State off that big win over Texas Tech. Right now on FanDuel, you can get that for minus 39. Take it with all the confidence in the world. I think the Wolfpack, Pummel, UConn, and you mentioned that Temple line, take the Owls, parlay them together. UMass and UConn are the two worst teams in FBS football. Everyone knows it. And if you want to make some money, more often than not, you will if you fade those two.
1: Yeah, it's pretty fun fading them. Two other games that uh, I'm definitely going to be watching, both at the 330 window, Texas versus Texas Tech. I think that's a great matchup. A lot of different storylines there. And then Notre Dame-UNC. I hate Notre Dame this year. I usually hate Notre Dame, but I hate them even more this year. UNC is kind of fun. It's just like two very even teams should be a pretty good game um there you go those are our games to watch those are our picks hopefully we hit them hopefully you tail them and make some money with us we'll of course be putting out our results on my twitter page at jaren underscore may but that's tim nolan i'm jaren may hey tim thanks so much for for doing this i really appreciate it my man
0: absolutely brother always a pleasure
1: Cool. All right, there you go. That is another episode of In the Green on the Believe Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe, rate, do whatever you want to do. Um, But we'll be back next week. This is Saturday Showdown. Good luck with your bets. Peace.